0: Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to keep small things small. Not everything warrants a big response. And by keeping small things small, as the saying goes, you save your time and energy for things that truly do warrant your attention. You'll probably be happier, too. If you're like most people, you no doubt find yourself annoyed when things in life aren't quite right. I know I do. Maybe your neighbor leaves his garbage bins on the curb for days. Or maybe your workplace sends pointless email newsletters that you can't unsubscribe from. If you're listening to this podcast, my guess is that you have high standards for yourself, and you try to find solutions to problems that come up in your life. That's generally a good thing. Sometimes, though, our attempts to find solutions can cost more than the problems they're trying to solve. That's when it pays to keep small things small. The first way to keep small things small is to recognize them as small things. Ask yourself, how much does this affect my life or the lives of the people I care about? Sometimes the answer will be, not much. These are occasions to practice patience. You can smile after someone cuts in front of you in the line to exit from the highway. Maybe the person is a thoughtless jerk, or maybe it's a tourist in a rental car who had no idea that that's where the exit was. In any case, you know that you will still get to work on time at your high-paying job where you do challenging, meaningful work alongside clever colleagues. I mean, really, what does it matter to you? If you're not sure whether you're dealing with a small thing, try what Richard Carlson, author of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, calls a time warp. Imagine yourself a year from now, how much does this issue matter? Most likely you won't remember your commute two days from now, let alone a year from now. Or you can ask yourself, whose issue is this anyway? It might be nice if your colleague didn't use double exclamation points in all his emails, but this hardly reflects upon you. You might prefer that your high schooler look a little less like she had slept in her clothes, but again, to each her own. Psychologist Wendy Mogul, in her book, The Blessing of a B-minus, encourages parents to allow themselves to appreciate their kids as they figure out who they are, even when their tastes or hobbies may seem a little odd. She offers an old Hebrew prayer, thank you, God, for varying the creatures. The next time you find yourself about to get annoyed or want to fix something that isn't actually your problem, just say to yourself, what a world, plenty of surprises and leave other people to their exclamation points or oddball fashion. Sometimes, though, you may feel like a small thing is having an adverse effect on you or someone else, and you feel the urge to address it. Even then, a little perspective is wise. I find it helpful to imagine how a conversation about the issue might unfold. Suppose you have a monthly conference call that consistently starts 10 minutes late. You faithfully log on at the scheduled time, only to spend 10 minutes talking about the weather. As you think about bringing this up with the person who convenes the call, try to imagine what you would say. Try to imagine how he might respond. Are you feeling stumped about what you might say that doesn't sound petty about this 10 minutes every month where you have to talk about the weather? If so, plan for the delay, come up with your best weather jokes, or just dial in late yourself. Other times, though, imagining the conversation will help you figure out how to keep a small thing in perspective while constructively addressing it. Suppose you frequently learn about special programs at your kid's school just a few days before. You either scramble to rearrange your work schedule, or your kids are disappointed when you can't be there. At first blush, you might think to respond to the teacher's next email with your frustration about this. But that might make the teacher feel guilty and probably doesn't help the long-term goal of a good relationship. So instead, you envision another option. When you have a hunch that there's an event coming up, you reach out to your child's teacher to ask if there's something you should anticipate. Hello, Mrs. Rogers, with spring break around the corner, I wondered if there might be a class party. I'm eager to get it on the calendar so I can arrange my schedule to attend. Hopefully, that will elicit at least tentative information and maybe even nudge the teacher to give a little more notice for special events in the future. You kept the small things small while still addressing an issue that was bothering you. How do you manage to keep small things small in your life? You can let me know at Before BeforeBreakfastPodcast at iheartmedia.com. In the meantime, this is Laura, thanks for listening, and here's to making the most of our time. Hey everybody, I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else.